Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Say What Again Billy Podcast. You know, you guys have heard me speak about my favorite shows on TV or my favorite channel, the Travel Channel. My favorite show right now currently um, in regards to the paranormal is Paranormal Caught on Tape, which is basically a whole bunch of videos that come out and a whole bunch of particular paranormal investigators or psychologists go on TV and speak about each video that was sent in and they speak about what they see, what they believe it is. And with the Travel Channel and now Discovery Plus, there's just an abundance of freaky and paranormal spooky things that you can now watch on TV. And once in a while, Netflix, Hulu, and other streaming services come out with some things that are very intriguing. And it was brought to my attention by the friend of mine that did my intro song to my podcast that there was a show that I had to check out, which was a documentary about the Cecil Hotel. And the documentary can be found on Netflix. It's called Crime Scene, The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. And I actually did not know about the Cecil Hotel. Um, But I did, however, know about the video that took place in the Cecil Hotel, which is basically the premise of the documentary. It's about the death of Elisa Lam, which was a Chinese Canadian um, immigrant from China who on her 21st birthday wanted to leave Canada and take a adventure slash road trip um, to the West Coast and hit San Diego, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. And the documentary basically shows and describes what she went through using um, what she would put on Tumblr. Um, It was a social media outlet many years ago. Um, And it goes in depth about what they may believe or what was recorded happening to Elisa Lam and also an abundance of information about the Cecil Hotel. Um. Again, this is a Netflix documentary that just came out. I actually watched it in one night. It's a combined four hours long. It is a actually, I'll go ahead and give you guys that this is going to be a spoiler alert. It's not entirely a paranormal documentary. It's more along the lines of a, I would say you think it's a murder mystery They kind of allude to the fact that it could have been a murder at the beginning episodes, but ultimately towards the end of the documentary, you find out that Elisa Lam was potentially an ill-minded person. She actually had um, split personality um, and, and other psychological issues. But the thing that sparked my interest in this documentary and... The subject I'm going to allude to has been talked about throughout the paranormal for quite some time. So let me start with a basic gist of the documentary and Elisa Lam. She was a Chinese immigrant that lived in Canada with her mother, her father, and her sister. She was under, from my understanding, strict control by her parents. There was a Tumblr... Uh, tweet, I guess you can call it, or post that she's like, I'm turning 21 and it's time for my parents to let me go. I'm 21 after all. So she was planning this elaborate trip, as I said, to the West Coast uh, in California from Los Angeles, uh, actually starting from San Francisco, San, uh, San Diego, all the way down to finish in LA. 
And I'm assuming that she had booked uh, hotels in those three cities until she ultimately made her way to the Cecil Hotel. Um, she had a habit that we know now is actually not a good habit, and that is to post everything about your life on social media. Um, they made it pretty evident that she was posting a lot about herself. They basically start the documentary with uh, a woman narrating to be Elisa Lamb, which obviously wasn't, um, all the Tumblr posts that she posted. So she booked this trip and went to the west coast of California um, and started her trip, ultimately ending at the Cecil Hotel. The Cecil Hotel was actually a good hotel when it first opened. Uh, it was opened, I believe, in 1924, um, in December of 1924, um, and it had, yeah, 1924, December 20th, it was a 700-room hotel. It was located at 640 South Main Street. It was, at the time, the probably state-of-the-art best luxury hotel in that area, but was really designed for the people coming uh, out of the train station that was pretty much like down the block um, from the Cecil Hotel. It was really meant for a tra- – it was like a traveler's hotel. You come out, you get a room, and you stay there, and then you go about your business in in the area um, or you can keep on traveling or sightseeing, whatever. So when she booked this um, – hotel, she got a great deal and ultimately was staying there. But she was told by her parents, because this was her first trip by herself, traveling alone, to check in with her parents. And when she didn't check in on a particular day, that's when her parents became alarmed and contacted the Los Angeles police and they were involved in the disappearance. The hotel went from being the state-of-the-art luxury hotel, short-stay hotel, whatever you like to define it as, to basically a dump. Um, Skid Row is an area that surrounds the Cecil Hotel, and it's filled with homeless, drugs, um, murderers, and people that are not well in the head. And the time that she had traveled there, it was pretty much you know, still bad or if not worse. Um, so that was also alarming that this woman went dis- disappeared and now is in that area of the hotel. So that gave police the, you know, worry that she could have been harmed or something could have happened to her inside and or outside of the hotel in that area because Skid Row is practically a rock skip away from the hotel. They basically had no leads to where she was. They ultimately went to her hotel and uh, her hotel room rather and checked in and didn't find any trace of her. It looked like her room was a mess. And then they actually came to find out that the hotel room that she was in was actually not the original hotel room. She was staying basically dorm style with uh, two other ladies in another hotel room. See, there's the Cecil Hotel. It was very weird on how it was set up. Apparently at the time, there was basically a bathroom for anyone on a certain floor to use. It was like a community bathroom, community shower. So she was actually in a room with two other girls and 
was having issues with these these girls and they complained about her. Ultimately, the hotel staff moved her to her own room and that's where she disappeared. Cops had no leads. They brought in canines that would sniff out her clothes and try, you know, looking for her. And they searched the entire hotel and came up with nothing. They even went to the roof of the Cecil Hotel and nothing came of it. The dogs didn't bark and they had no leads. And the only evidence that they did come across was a video evidence of her on an elevator. And watching the documentary, the detectives really, they made it look like the detectives didn't catch this oddity right off the bat. That when she was in the hotel, she was acting weird. She was in there and then she would come out of the whole, uh, the elevator and look down the hall and she would look around. Her hands were doing weird things. It looked like she possibly was talking to someone. The elevator door wasn't closing. This is the video I remember seeing watching random YouTube videos that were, you know, quote unquote, paranormal or scary. She was looking around. The door was not closing. And a lot of people, when they saw this, when the video evidence was ultimately released by the police department because they had no leads, and they came up with the idea that if they released this video, maybe someone would recognize her or know where she is. A lot of people, the first thing that came to mind is, why didn't the elevator doors close? And who was she talking to? Now, I have to throw into the equation that Elisa Lamb was on medicine. She would take it every day. She did put this on Tumblr that she was on meds and she was coming to terms that she didn't really want to rely on on the meds. It was becoming a burden to her. And she was a medicated person. She had um, some something wrong with her. I forgot the actual term of what it was called. I wouldn't say schizophrenia, but she had maybe like split personalities. Um, but she was on meds for this particular thing. And in the video, it looked like she was either A, talking to herself or B, talking to someone that was not there in the frame or maybe not there at all. So a lot of people, when this video came out, saw this and thought it was spooky and thought it wasn't right. And ultimately, um, there is a basic webpage for online investigator. It's called Something Sleuth or Online Sleuth and they took it upon themselves to launch their own investigation on what happened with Elisa Lam. Around the same time that this was going on, um, a murderer um, who actually was ex-LAPD made threats to police officers and was basically threatening to go around and shoot police officers. So the LA um, Police Department had to basically branch off the investigation, which was the Elisa Lamb case had 20 investigators, maybe a little bit more, don't quote me, paraphrasing here, um, and break it down to ha- leaving the investigation for her, four people, and everyone else was hands on deck for this potential cop killer. And it left them shorthanded to solve the, the case. Um, ultimately, they had just the video evidence, and it actually came down to, and I'm shortening this up for you guys, a couple from England, the United Kingdom, who was staying there pretty much along the same time span from Alyssa, Elisa Lamb uh, going to the hotel and then disappearing, complaining about the hotel room they were in and ultimately seeing that the water was turning brown and their water was brown, their uh, water pressure was not coming out of the faucets the correct way. 
it was coming out very low powered. They made a complaint about it. The hotel moved the king, uh, the couple from the United Kingdom to another hotel room, and then they reported the same exact problem. The hotel maintenance staff was notified, and the gentleman who was also in the documentary um, was looking around the hotel for the issue, ultimately decided to go to the roof and check the water containers on top of the roof, where when he peeked into one of the water containers, found the body of Elisa Lamb floating in the water container. And this was pretty much, um, you know, many days later. They had no leads to her. Her family had came from Canada to LA to basically stay there until the police department can come up with something. But ultimately, this maintenance man did find uh, Elisa Lamb um, in a water container on top of the roof, which was basically like the water filtration and she ultimately died. They have her death here as February 19th, 2013. Now, another thing that plays a factor, um, a little bit off subject of Lisa Lamb is the hotel was such a dark place. They had the, uh, night, the night walker or the night stalker who was a famous murderer. He actually had stayed in the Cecil Hotel. Um, he would be reported as coming into the hotel and going into the hotel with no clothes on, bloodied, and walking into his room and then just repeating the process every night. There was multiple suicides over there. There was drug overdoses, people from Skid Row wanting to get off the streets and temporarily go into the hotel for a bed for the night. This place was just a dark mass of just pure evil and death and despair. And the murders that went on there, there was a suicide of a lady uh, jumping off the, the roof of the Cecil Hotel, hitting an a elderly man at the bottom when she landed, killing them both. There was a famous woman who would feed the pigeons over there, and she ultimately died in the hotel or she was murdered there. People with drugs would stay in this hotel um, and get killed and thrown from the building. I mean, this place was just, it became, it went from the golden imagery of a great hotel to basically a crap hole and with murders, overdoses, and a whole bunch of other dark things from even housing serial killers there like the Night Stalker. And it just makes me wonder that there is a theory in paranormal about a place with that much energy, especially negative energy, can either A, become haunted, or B, hold or uh, absorb like demonic energy, like give demons the energy they need to reside in a place with such darkness. Because look, demons ultimately don't want the best for you. They want to basically turn you over to the dark side, you know, like the devil's side. They ultimately want to hurt you. So it could, the place is just giving the energy to become haunted or become a demonic area for demons or even, even a theory that I came up with, which is also in the paranormal, is become a portal to darkness, uh, a portal to just negativity. There's a lot of talk in paranormal, and this goes to the Apache Native Americans, um, other Native American tribes through the um, 
through the north through the North America region, even down to the South American regions with with Mayans and Aztec, um, about portals. And there is a theory that portals can be open throughout the world, and portals that cross over to different times and dimensions, and portals that can lead uh, to dark places or let dark forces out. The Cecil Hotel had such a reputation from being from, from being a great hotel to being this dark place where just filled with murders that it could have been a portal ultimately that opened up or became a portal of just pure darkness um, or potentially a, a demon infested building. There's been a lot of people that just get called to the Cecil Hotel and there was a um, heavy metal like death rock kind of guy that had posted some videos that raised eyebrows and he was actually falsely accused by these online sleuths that were taking up the case that he had murdered Alisa Lamb because of what he posted and he was in the Cecil Hotel in the documentary, they made it seem that he was there around the time of her disappearance. So he was automatically being blamed because of his music and his um, the way he portrayed his death death metal or dark rock. He was being he was being panned out to be the bad guy. I mean, his videos weren't exactly great videos. They made him look like he could have been like psychotic enough to do something like that. And some of his lyrics and his songs and his actions and his the way he dressed could make you say, yeah, this guy's a murderer. But, you know, everyone is innocent until proven guilty and you just can't judge books by a cover. You know, I've met people that looked like they could be completely crazy and they turn out to be the nicest guys. What he ultimately said in the documentary is that something called him to the Cecil Hotel to do his music or whatever. And ultimately... When he was called to the Cecil Hotel, it basically ruined him. He was brought through the mill. He was getting online death threats. He was getting ridiculed on social media. His music, uh, no one was listening to his music no more. And he was called to that hotel and the hotel claimed another victim. But not by death or overdose or suicide, but by just being blamed for something that he did not do. Just because he looked a certain way and had his music uh, style... uh, interpreted that it was dark and he was a murderous person. So I honestly think that the Cecil Hotel is just a building of 700 rooms filled with dark energy. There could be demonic energy there, or it could be a portal to just pure darkness. Last time I read on Twitter that the Cecil Hotel was um, closed down. Someone had tweeted that, I'm glad this place is locked down or shut down now. And I don't blame it for being shut down because it's just filled with negativity. Uh, the woman that was the manager there for 10 years, if you watch the documentary, I don't recall her name, uh, was a blonde lady. And she was actually very odd in the in the documentary. A lot of people said after they watched it, her face never moved. Her face was stern. She would just talk and her facial expressions were the same. And she said certain things. And a lot of people question why she didn't know uh, about her disappearing. How come they didn't check video surveillance or certain things? How come she saw the video evidence of the elevator and knew nothing about it? Um, In the documentary, the police did say that there wasn't a lot of sufficient camera angles in the hotel. But people that watched the documentary said that the blonde manager that was there for 10 years was just a little off, that there was something that she probably knew. 
they are blaming the death of Elisa Lam ultimately on her not taking her medicines. When the coroner did the autopsy of her body, it was basically decomposed pretty badly from the water. Uh, it was at a level where they couldn't get sufficient evidence to know a lot of things like what happened to her. But they did report that there was no struggles. There was no bodily marks on her that was forced on her. But when they did blood work to her, the medicine that she was taking for her illnesses, there wasn't the accurate level. It should have been based on what was left in her pills. So ultimately, she stopped taking her pills and whatever disease she suffered from made her do things that you know, caused her to basically either accidentally um, perish or die or maybe even commit the act of suicide. She went to an um, area of the hotel, and this is what made people may uh, want, want people think that she couldn't have gotten into the water tank. I mean, you know, I started, had a stuttering problem there for a second because I couldn't get the words out, but. People think it was odd that she ended up in a water container at the ceiling and closed the hatch and died there. Like it might have taken more to her by herself doing it. The gentleman that found her was a maintenance man um, who actually to this day when he was on the documentary didn't speak that much English. And he had went up there to check because of the water pressure complaints from the United Kingdom's couple. And he said, uh, if I recall, the hatch of the water container was maybe slightly open or open just enough but he did have to open it and when he looked in there he saw the body of Alyssa Lamb and it made people believe that if she got up there and the container was closed how did she get in there how did she get up there if she wasn't well did she have the knowledge to even do all that and then she went in there Ultimately, she probably drowned because she couldn't get out. You know, when you're in a water container like that, you can't tread water for that long. There's really nothing to hold on to. So your body gets tired and you're going to end up drowning, which probably was the way that she ultimately died. Um, But people say that that's fishy enough for her to get up there. You know, if you're not well, what would make you go up to the roof of a hotel and do something like that? Like, you know, like you're not taking your medicine, but... Ultimately, the idea pops into your mind, even though it's a you know a sick mind in in the sense that she was ill. Let me go to the roof and jump into a water container. You know, she could have fell off the edge. She could have jumped to her death. She could have, you know, tripped if she wasn't well and fell to fell to her death that way. But she ultimately made the decision to go to the rooftop of the Cecil Hotel, climb a ladder, climb onto the water container, open the, the latch to the water container, and then jump in, where she ultimately passed away. So a lot of people believe that there was more to that. Now, getting back to the paranormal aspect, I believe this hotel is such a dark place, such a dark portal, that it actually had enough power or energy to call people to it to have a experience that's, that's not, not, not nice. It's not a nice experience. The UK couple had went there to see the United States. I believe they said it was their first time in the United States. And they had a miserable experience. The room was dirty. The floor was sticky. The water was bad because they were pretty much drinking a decomposing body um, that was being pushed through the pipes into their water system, where the, their room they were in. Um, they obviously, after finding out they were drinking contaminated water from a human body, did not have a great experience. The people that 
had went there in the past, that committed suicide and got killed there and thrown from the roof. Their experience, their experience obviously ended bad. What is it about this hotel that caused so much darkness and so much death? And that also, like I said, believes me to think that there's some force here that is unseen, a portal or demonic energy. Oddly enough, there was no mention of any haunting type stuff in the documentary. It was like, people just say it feels like dark, you know, and people did visit it towards the end of the documentary. There was people that were on this online sleuth website that would, was going there to go into the hotel that she, uh, the hotel that she was in, to go into the elevator that she was in, that she was last seen. And they said they got this eerie feeling, but really no paranormal reported ghostly happenings at the hotel. It's just dark energy. A lot of times on paranormal investigations, paranormal investigators go to places that have quote unquote demonic activity or dark energy, and they end up feeling sick. They end up feeling uneasy. That's kind of reported at the Cecil Hotel. But the objects moving and the paranormal feels, it's, it's not there. There's no, it's just a dark, uneasy feeling. And you have to look at the Cecil Hotel, what went on there. You know, skid rows around the corner, suicides, drug overdoses, murderers. There was a, a serial killer that stayed there. It, it's just a vacuum to negative energy. And that is the type of energy that dark forces or demons love to strive off of. It's just basically a Duracell battery to dark energy or, or potentially demons. Or the hotel itself is just a dark portal with just nothing coming out of it except death and negativity and dark, dark, unseen forces. The documentary was um, very good. It was something different for me. It was uh, my wife actually indulged with, uh, with me. My friend who wrote the intro, him and his fiance, we watched uh, the first episode together. They had to go home and I continued watching the other episodes. And for me, it was slightly different. It was more of a mystery type documentary, not really paranormal. Um, ultimately at the end, Lisa Lamb didn't die because of dark forces or paranormal. She died of an illness that ultimately led her to do decisions and make moves that led to her demise. But other than her in the documentary, the Cecil Hotel, if you listen to everything in the documentary, what went on there and how many deaths were reported, it's just, like I said, a vacuum, a Duracell battery of dark energy. Hotels are a place where people, for some reason, go to take their lives. And it, I guess they want to escape their normal and go somewhere where people won't find them. Hotels are on the list, unfortunately, to not to be morbid in this episode, but hotels are on the top list of where people go to take their lives. Bridges, um, rooftops, uh, and, you know, they're, they're, those, are the, those are the top three of where people go to take their lives. And this particular hotel is where a lot of deaths happened. So the Cecil Hotel, hands down, is one of the craziest hotels I have ever heard about. And like I said at the beginning of the episode, I really did not know too much about the Cecil Hotel. I had remember seeing the video of Elisa Lamb in the elevator and the elevator doors not closing and her talking to someone and Watching it on YouTube, people were like, oh, that's the haunted, it's the haunted hotel, it's the haunted elevator, what happened to that girl? She ended up disappearing. I didn't even know of Elisa Lamb until I watched this documentary. Um, 
and then watching the documentary ultimately found out the information that I needed to know, which was that was Elisa Lamb in the video that of the elevator, and it was at the Cecil Hotel. Uh, I'm going to add some things into here. Elisa Lamb uh, went to this hotel, but it wasn't really called the Cecil Hotel. It was called Stay on Main. They actually, at one point, the hotel had gotten so bad they needed something that was going to get their revenue up because people were hearing the hotel was so bad. It was getting so many bad reviews. They decided to break up the hotel from the Cecil Hotel, which actually had residents that stayed there. Some of the residents were homeless people and people that were so addicted to drugs, they just ended up staying there. So they ultimately divvied up the Cecil Hotel into two parts, Stay on Main Hotel and the Cecil Hotel. But sadly, there were only was one elevator and the elevator had was the, it was the only elevator to access each level of the hotel, which was divided into two, Cecil Hotel and Stay on the Main. I guess when she had booked her trip, she was not really accustomed to doing things on her own. So I don't know if she booked the Stay on Main, which got better reviews and was good prices, or she booked the Cecil Hotel, but ultimately it led her there. The United Kingdom couple said that they booked Stay on Main and did not really know that, you know, it was the Cecil Hotel. When you go online and type in Stay on Main at the time, it looked like a totally different hotel until you got there and saw that it was one hotel broken up into two different parts, two different names, one elevator to get to the same to get to different rooms um, and different branches of the hotel, but it was still the Cecil Hotel. Um the uh, Elisa Lamb, she um, was not well. So her medicine was found in the bottles. These are just extra things I'm throwing in here. The hotel was broken up into two. It was Stay on Main and then it was a Cecil Hotel. So ultimately, the documentary concluded with her dying from the illness and people experiencing the Cecil Hotel in just just experiencing the worst experience possible. The United Kingdom couple, people around there. You know, I f- actually feel bad for the United Kingdom couple because not only did they drink that water, they were there and had to be moved to another location because an all-out police investigation had happened when they ultimately found the body. So I do believe the Cecil Hotel is a dark portal um, and an area where there is just demonic activity that is acting in a certain way. It drew in the people from the United Kingdom. It drew other people there to take their lives. It drew Elisa Lamb there from Canada. It ruined the reputation of someone that was trying to do heavy metal or dark metal rock and destroyed his reputation where people now after seeing the documentary are trying to do like a GoFundMe page for him and get his reputation back up and people are apologizing to him for for accusing him of something just based on his music just based on his looks the hotel is if you're vulnerable you were called there now like i said i believe it's closed now thank god um but it's one of the many hotels that is very eerie has a very dark past and unfortunately like i had mentioned hotels is on the list of Places where people go to take their lives. And it's, I don't know what it is about um, about hotels, but people go there. People go to bridges. People go to um, 
top of, of buildings and jump off. And I don't know why it's on the list, but it is. And again, I read through tweets that it is closed. But the Cecil Hotel, not knowing about it and watching the documentary and doing some research and studying, it was a very interesting, slightly different um, view for me on Netflix. Um, my wife hates paranormal stuff. She actually watched all the episodes with me because it didn't have that scare me type thing. It was more murder mystery. What happened to Elisa Lamb? And, you know, the ending was ultimately very sad. Um I just like to add to this episode because I did speak slightly on suicide and I did lose someone dear to me um, because of suicide. I wanted to give on my podcast the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-TALK. And it's the suicidepreventionlifeline.org is the website that if you're having some type of darkness or turmoil in your life, it's better to talk to someone and let them hear you then for that person never to hear from you ever again. Um, i like to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Say What Again, Billy. I had to make a episode of this this week after finishing the documentary on Netflix last Saturday. It was, like I said, a little different for me to do to watch a murder mystery and give my opinion on what I think is going on there. Um, there really isn't no mention of paranormal in this documentary, but based on what I heard, I can give my opinion that there is some kind of dark force or just darkness in that hotel. Um, I've repeated it a couple of times now, but if you watch the documentary, um, on Netflix about the Cecil hotel, by the end of the documentary, you'll say that place is a very dark place and luckily it is closed. So I am on Twitter at swab underscore podcast that's swab s-w-a-b underscore podcast which is basically short for say what again billy podcast i am on instagram instagram at say underscore what underscore again underscore billy underscore podcast sorry i had to put it like that if i didn't put it like that it would be just one cluster of words it would not look right so i had to throw the underscores in between every single word uh, I like to thank the Anchor app for giving me the opportunity once again to film this episode. Please check out that Netflix documentary. You can tweet um to me on Twitter what you thought about it. If you think my assumption about the hotel is right or you think it's just a place where just loonies go, um, you can write me on Instagram, DM me. Check that out on Netflix. And until next time, this has been another episode of Say What Again, Billy podcast. 